We recounted the years over a light dinner, I being restricted to clear broth only since midnight the night before. After much laughter and blessed distraction, I was off to bed, taking the half of Viagra Dr. T ordered. Screeching halt. Did you say Viagra? Yep, Viagra. What? Hold on. One last fling before saying adios to Mr. Prostate? No. Actually, it makes perfect sense. Since erectile dysfunction medication promotes blood flow in the land down under, your doctor wants you to have as much circulation in your pelvic area as possible prior to surgery the next morning. 6 a.m. I was already awake when Debbie knocked on the door, and before I knew it, she and I were walking hand in hand down 2nd Avenue towards the hospital. I kept saying how utterly surreal the whole thing was. I think it was for her as well. And if it's not for you, too, as I mentioned earlier... I'll be worried about you. Checking into the hospital. You'll be dreading this the most. Who wouldn't? Just breathe deeply and stay on autopilot. With Debbie at my side, we made our way to the surgery floor at the hospital. Checked in, greeted warmly, donned the great equalizer, the hospital gown, had my vitals taken and a light sedative administered through a drip IV. Sat back down in the waiting room with my new skinny friend, not Debbie, the rolling IV tower, and waited. I found myself studying each of my gowned co-patients. Most were my age. One was startlingly young, the aforementioned 38-year-old. Some of us fell into nervous small talk, some not. I grasped Debbie's hand continually. Fifty-five years ago, we held hands crossing the road to get to the baseball field for our school's annual field day. Held hands on the tour of Gettysburg for our history class trip. Held hands parading to the lunchroom where we learned the exotic delights of French dressing on iceberg lettuce, and fell asleep holding hands nestled in our blankets on squares of cool speckled linoleum. Now we held hands for another sojourn. No time had passed, no time at all. Mr. Mackenzie, the head nurse called. Before I knew it, I was up and handing Debbie my brand new prescription glasses, which were not allowed in the operating room. I hugged her goodbye, she wished me luck, and said she'd see me in the recovery room. A nurse accompanied me and my new buddy, the tower, up a small ramp, around a corner, and into a room outside the operating room. No rolling gurney, no glaring ceiling fixtures passing overhead like in the movies. I was, I'll admit, a tad disappointed at the decided lack of drama. And I expected the operating room to be enormous. After all, there needed to be the table, instruments, room for two physician's assistants, two anesthesiologists, two nurses, the console where Dr. T would direct the robot's movements, the robot, and Dr. T. It was, in fact, surprisingly cozy. I was introduced to the robot, which stood quietly across the room near the console. It was impressive, but not frightening. Streamlined, but also a little goofy, like a large, gray-and-white, multi-armed Gumby designed by the Bauhaus boys. I come as your friend. Do not be afraid. I will heal you, pitiful earthling. Yeah, you do that, pal. Knock yourself out. An intern helped me onto the operating table. It was plain and shiny smooth, with a small blue foam neck cradle at one end. The room was noticeably cool, and I recalled reading that this was standard procedure which helps to slow the patient's blood flow. The lights were normal, not gauzy, not dimmed. I detected a Russian accent coming from one of the interns and asked him where he was from. St. Petersburg, he replied, and I proudly rattled off some of my only Russian, the beginning of Hamlet's soliloquy. 
Either he, or the robot, or both, summarily dismissed me. Pitiful earthling, resistance is futile. I don't even remember lying down. It is important to remember that the robot, however intergalactically charming, is not working on you. Your surgeon is always in control of every aspect of the surgery with the assistance of the robotic system, although you are free to give your robot a name if you like. Mine was Mr. Robot. Well, how clever can you expect to be at a moment like this? At the end of the surgery, the incisions are closed with sutures or surgical tape. Well, now that that's that, I insist that you call me Jamie, and I'll call you... Signor Da Vinci. Right, sir.